When we talk about sales, when we talk about leadership, almost in any field, it's about a human to human connection. It is not, like I said before, about the gift of gab or this perfect personality type. It's about just having a conversation with another human and understanding where they're at in the moment, right? And understanding what they need, what they're looking for, how they can improve their lives. Typically, that's what we're looking to do. Welcome to the Managing Made Simple podcast, where I bring a decade of experience working in some of the most influential companies in tech to help you navigate the ins and outs of being a people manager. From conflicts to feedback to delegating and more, we will leave no stone unturned when it comes to what makes us love managing, kind of hate it, and everything in between. Doesn't matter if you're a new manager looking for some tips or a seasoned manager looking to up their game, everyone is welcome to hang out with Managing Made Simple. Let's go. I know you're here because you want to be a better manager, but I also know it's often easier said than done. That's why I put together a scorecard of 20 things that you can do this month and every month to show up better for your team as a manager. From positive feedback to recognition to honoring those working norms that we know we gotta do but sometimes forget, this scorecard serves as a checklist and accountability buddy to remind you of all those things you gotta do to be a great manager. Download your copy today at leahgarvin.com scorecard. Welcome back to the show. I am so excited to have Corey Charles with me today. He is the founder of the Human Potential Accelerator. He's a visionary leader, an inspirational speaker, and catalyst for personal transformation. Unlocking hidden potential, empowering others, and igniting greatness within is his goal. And his bigger goal is to impact 1 million lives worldwide. And once he hits this, it's gonna go on to 5 million, 10 million and beyond. So Corey and I met through a mutual friend, the wonderful Abby Murata, who was on the show and introduced me to Chris Hartley, another one of our awesome guests. And he and I instantly hit it off through our shared passion for building great teams, authentic leadership, and helping people realize their full potential in the workplace. So I am so excited to have you on the show today. This is beyond an honor for me. So thank you for having me on the show. Obviously, we have a pretty cool circle of friends, I think, that yeah. we're a part of. So it's just really cool to follow in their footsteps and join you on this awesome, awesome, awesome show. Oh, absolutely. And I mean, we literally, when we called in to meet like a couple of weeks ago, we were like, oh my God, everything is aligned. So I'm so excited to be bringing this conversation to the audience. And so, you know, I guess let's start with a question that I'm guessing a lot of our listeners have out of the gate. Tell me about this goal of impacting a million lives and you know, how you plan on getting there and what the vision is. Oh man, I know it's a big, big, crazy goal impacting a million lives. It came to me one day, truly in the middle of the night, and I said, that's it. That is the goal. And I want to really, really clear. It's not about ego because I really hope, just like you said, I hope that that number has to change pretty quickly. I hope we hit a million and then we have to go to five and the 10 and then we're like, okay, we're bigger than, than we can handle. Because I think it's really, really important to not only give back because I've been really blessed with some amazing people that have given back to me, but just understanding the impact and the ripple effect of impact that it creates. I was blessed to, even before I was in my training role, working with a gentleman as a sales mentor, and we went down a path, and I'm sometimes called kind of a hippie sales trainer, right? I talk a lot of a lot about mentality and mindset and all that fun stuff. And we went down this really great, great path, and we switched some things up that he's doing. And I remember talking to him years later, I'd been out of his orbit for a long time, and he talked about, man, this that set of conversations we had, it allowed me not only to be a better salesperson, I 
allowed me to move into leadership, become a better leader. I was a better husband, a better father. And I just understood, man, that is an incredible ripple effect. Look at all those people that were affected by just a few small conversations. So if we can get into the space where we're impacting people on that level, I think it's really amazing. I always say kind of as a little tagline to that is I really believe that I will. It's somewhere in my lineage. You know, you talk about legacy. I talk about legacy a lot as well. Somewhere in my lineage, somewhere in my legacy, I will impact a person that changes the world. It may not be someone that I talk to directly, but it could be a child. It could be a spouse. It could be someone that I train someone, they train someone, they train someone. Somewhere in that lineage, there's going to be someone that changes the world. And that is absolutely my mission to help help foster that change. Yeah. And by doing that, you are changing the world too. And I think for you know anybody that's leading a team in any capacity, this is the ripple effect. And that's why I love your mission so much because it's about understanding that that's the impact we bring. Understanding how we show up every single day to work, whether we are in the corporate world, managing teams, managing managers, even managing, managing managers, managing managers, right? Like the exponential impact that conversations, that leading with empathy, that creating psychological safety, that helping people show up as their full selves. If you're a business owner, you know, and you have a smaller team, the potential that people can create kind of going on even after they're working with you, it really is limitless. And I think that's why it's so important for leaders to be thinking about things in having these conversations because if we think about it like oh whatever if I just don't get this conversation right or I don't have to get better at feedback you know whatever we're all just working hard we're just trying to get stuff done you miss the impact and it's you know I know you're a superhero <laughs> movie fan but with great power comes great responsibility oh now you're right? speaking to my favorite quote <laughs> <laughs> exactly when you're a leader you have to think at the scale that you're talking about yeah, absolutely. I, I think that's one of the things that gets missed a lot. And it's not, you know, not always the fault of the leader, but we get so caught up in the day to day, the X and O's. If you're, you know, using coach terminology, we get so caught up in the things we forget about the people and how important it is to really spend some time understanding our people and, and giving them just the things that they need to be successful and be really awesome humans. So I, I want to put some more focus on that and a little bit more spotlight on how we yeah. can affect people in such an amazing way. Yeah, absolutely. So in your content, I know you share a lot about things for introverts, which I know maybe is not the typical profile that we think of when we think of sales. Like it's kind of, you know, it maybe seems counterintuitive. And so, You're being nice. It's the opposite. Of what <laughs> so, yes, it's total opposite. So I'm sure I'm curious, share more about how you navigated this journey for yourself, you know, and in and, and the sales and training space and and how managers can support introverts in in being great salespeople and, and great, being great leaders in general. Yeah, absolutely. I, I think, first of all, fantastic question. I think it's really funny because when I tell people that I'm an introvert, they laugh and they just can't believe it because I speak for a living. But yeah. I'm also one that just does things that scare me just because it's really right. cool. But I'll give you a quick snapshot of what it was like when I told my parents, my lovely parents, been married 50 years. I told them that I was going into sales. My dad laughed and my mom looked at me like I had six heads because she's like, you of all people, really? They hate when I tell that story because they don't believe it happened, but I was there. So, um, but you know, the reality is my, my journey in sales in some ways leadership as well was really, really difficult. There's a lot of challenges, a lot of pitfalls, and that's not for any kind of pity at all. I wear it kind of as a badge of honor that I went through all that stuff. So the people that I get to coach and train don't have to, but you know, definitely times of feeling overlooked, feeling underappreciated, underrated, unseen, all the things that you can think of. I remember going to trainers and trainers not really understanding me. They didn't really speak my language. I, I remember leaders not really getting me and thinking, 
thinking I was kind of an oddball in the role. But just from being a couple of things, number one, being a student of the game and, and paying attention to all the best that I was around and, and knowing that success leaves clues was a big help. But more importantly, understanding that, hey, we all have these really amazing superpowers, as I call them. We have these amazing superpowers and we just have to figure out what they are and tap into them. And it doesn't matter who you are, or where you come from, what you've done before, you can be successful at anything that you try to. It's just understanding those principles. For me, it was understanding that, hey, I have a superpower of connection. Uh, I have a, a way of just being real, <laughs> unfiltered, just me. And then also uh, that superpower of empathy, really understanding where people are coming from and what they're going through. And those were my superpowers and understanding, hey, I can use that, not in a negative way, but I can use that to enhance my sales process. And we were on a rocket ship once, once I figured that out. And that trickled down into leadership and everything else that you can think of. And I boil it down to, you know, when I decided to become a trainer and when I moved into leadership is, hey, I need to be the trainer and the leader that young Corey needed because he didn't have a ton of help. So I need to make sure that I'm at least that person. And uh, now it's grown to so much more because there's so many other people that are different, but the same, right? Yeah, yeah. Well, I love that so much. And I think this is one of the things that great managers and leaders can help cultivate is recognizing and saying, hey, I see this superpower in you or, you know, hey, I'm, I'm tapping you for this project or leadership opportunity because I know that you can do it. I, I believe in you. And, and so I think it can create a sense of belonging on a team. It can help people really step into their full potential. And this is something that, you know, as leaders, we don't want to just wait necessarily till someone says like, hey, I want to volunteer for this thing or, you know, can I try this? But like really having your radar out for some of these things that your team members bring, some of these stretch opportunities, really focusing on recognition so that it doesn't have to, people can feel like, you know, someone else is looking out for them. And I think, you know, this is something that I'm sure you bring to the leaders that you talk about. I was like, hey, how do you really elevate these superpowers in other people so that they're being amplified instead of kind of overlooked? And it's funny, you know, your story has a lot of parallels to mine with working in team operations in the corporate world, feeling like, well, a lot of that's behind the scenes and very <laughs> kind of undervalued at times and feels invisible. And now bringing that and really reigniting and owning that and bringing that to small businesses like, hey, like, this is my jam. I love making processes easier. I love helping teams figure out how to work more seamlessly, feel more motivated, understand how to get their work done and it more effectively. And, and like sort of reclaiming that, I think, is another piece that I love that you're talking about. Yeah, I think it's really important, too. And sometimes we we miss that part of it. And something you said a minute ago that just gave me goosebumps when you said it is, hey, I believe in you. Man, that goes such a long way. And it's something that, you know, not uh, for any negative reasons, but sometimes it just gets missed. And that moment, I can say for someone like me that didn't necessarily have the gift of gab, as they say, <laughs> especially in a sales role, that moment of, hey, I believe in you, you can do this, you're, you're going to be okay, goes so, so, so far. It makes me want to work harder, makes me want to prove you right more than anything else. And, and again, I think if, if more leaders can just tap into that part of the business or that part of the equation, I think you're not only going to feel more fulfilled as a leader, but you're going to have some absolute superhero people on your team, which is amazing uh, because you get the benefit of both sides of that coin, right? Yeah, absolutely. So let's say there's a leader listening, manager or, or leader of a team that's like, well, you know, I'm an introvert. I don't, I couldn't do this. Like, I, I'm not good at this. Like, what, what do you tell people that are in their head thinking, 
that's going to, you know, be a barrier. Well, the first thing I say is I have to kind of get rid of the rumor or the idea that's been in the in especially in sales, but even in leadership that you have to be X personality to be successful. And that is just crammed down our throats. It is everywhere on social media. It's everywhere in, in the news. Every every trainer, every seminar I've been to speaks to one personality, speaks with one voice. So I think the first piece of that is you don't have to be X. There are a lot of letters in the alphabet. You don't have to be that one thing. And I will tell you, some of the best salespeople I've come across were not X. And some of the best sales leaders with the biggest hearts and people that would just run through brick walls for them were not X. And a lot of times we have to kind of get past that idea of, hey, I'm I'm not in this box. And that goes for us as individuals and leaders as well. Because so often do leaders look at someone and say, well, they don't really fit the culture. And I don't think that word means what they think it means. <laughs> it's not necessarily, hey, this person wants to go out and party all night. It, it's, you know, are they doing the right things by the business? Are they trying to get better? Are they trying to grow? And are they a good fit for who you're trying to create and who you're trying to build in your organization? So that would be the first thing is you got to believe in yourself even when no one else does. And that's the hard part. I know it sounds really easy to just, you know, have this make belief of, you know, of grit and, and, and just figure it out along the way. But it really has to start with you. And something my dad used to say is that, you know, I can't want it more than you do. And that's some, you know, kind of words that I live by. So understanding that, and more importantly than anything else, when we talk about sales, when we talk about leadership, almost in any field, it's about a human to human connection. It is not, like I said before, about the gift of gab or this perfect personality type. It's about just having a conversation with another human and understanding where they're at in the moment, right? And understanding what they need, what they're looking for, how they can improve their lives. Typically, that's what we're looking to do. So it's really getting on that level with another person. And this is where I see a lot of times the superpowers of people that aren't necessarily in the mold, the people that are maybe introverted, or, you know, maybe not quite as outgoing as some of the other folks. This is where their superpowers really get to shine is in that human to human connection. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, think about something like, you know, feedback is one of the toughest things that we have to, you know, build skills around and, and leading and managing in any capacity. And it's like, if you think about it is, you're just having a conversation with somebody, you know, <laughs> like this is another human. Yep. It's not this like scripted thing that has to go a certain way with the two compliments and the one negative <laughs> thing in the middle. And it's like, wait a second, if I, if I think about like how, you know, like, and I like to say it's not about putting yourself in the person's shoe, like how would you feel? It's about thinking how they feel, yeah. right? And so like, hey, like this person tried really hard for this promotion. They didn't get it. They were very disappointed. They feel like this might be it for them in the role. Like now, now that you're like in that space, how would you have a conversation with someone? Yeah. It doesn't matter if you wouldn't have cared as much as they would. <laughs> like again, <laughs> it's like now and, and when we can put that sort of mindset around it, just like you're saying with with sales or in any other kind of conversation, now you're thinking about the human and it's not about, you know, I need to just get this point across and get to my next meeting. <laughs> it's like the, the words come authentically when you do that. Well, you know, it's like unfortunate. Sometimes, you know, I look at it, I look at these things that we are programmed with since a young age. And one of the ones is the golden rule, treat others the way we want to be treated, right? And I've always laughed at that because the way that I want to be treated is could be very different from how the next person wants to be treated. And you nailed it. For me, having gone through 
through so many struggles, first generation American, you can name, I can tell you the whole story. But for me, my my attitude is Teflon. Like there's nothing that really shakes me, nothing I really get upset about. But that's not everybody, right? So for me to come into a conversation and kind of look at like, hey, why are you upset about this? I'm not upset about it. It's not fair, right? And I need to understand where that other person's coming from, where they are in the moment. And there's so many other things, right? What's going on in the world? You know, how are they feeling? What happened to them before they walked in the door? There's a lot to digest there versus just, hey, I wouldn't be upset with this. So why are you upset about it? Right? I think that that's a tough, tough bar to live up to for a lot of people. Yeah, exactly. And I think, you know, there's a lot you talk about around, you know, leading with authenticity. And this is really what it's about, right? It's <laughs> showing up for people in a way that allow, facilitates that human connection. Yeah, for sure. And, and again, it, you know, it, when I talk about that, especially even looking at leadership, I think it's really important because a lot of times I always break into two different categories. You know, obviously I live in the sales world quite a bit, but uh, a lot of times sales leaders are awesome salespeople that get promoted. And then expect everyone to do exactly what they did and be like they are. And that is a tough, tough conversation to have. So it's understanding that, again, not everyone has to be a mini you. In fact, you probably don't want a mini you, right? You want other people that do things differently, see things differently. It's going to help you grow. And then also kind of an extension of that sales conversation. Not every leader has to be cookie cutter. Not every leader is, is built exactly the same. We all have our unique abilities, our unique strengths, things that we focus on, things that are important to us are, you know, obviously are, are, are amazing different backgrounds and stuff like that. So really understanding that it's okay as a leader to be that authentic person like you're talking about. And it's okay. The words that I love to use is unapologetically awesome, because I think we're all awesome. But I think it's okay to be that person. And I want to tell every leader that, hey, it's okay not to know. That's fine. But it's not okay to never learn. You cannot know. That's okay. But we have to do some work to making sure that you can learn. And I think allowing people to see that side of you doesn't make you weak as a leader. I think it makes you really, really strong. And probably the last thing I would say for leaders to be their authentic self is having a heart to see other people win, I think is a really important thing. And a lot of times for a million different reasons, we get distracted by that and we get scared, fearful. I mean, there's a lot of different emotions, but truly wanting to see other people win, you'll build some some really, really amazing people in your organization. And it's really great for you as well. I love that so much. And I mean, what a strategy for driving retention. I mean, people leaving teams is so expensive. It takes so long to look for people to ramp people up to onward. And right now, I think there's we're in a moment where there's a lot of uncertainty. It's really scary to make you know, we really shouldn't be making promises long term, probably in many situations. But if you have that wanting for that person's success, now they see themselves beyond this role. They see their full potential. And I think this is something that all leaders really should be doing right now. You know, instead of saying like, no, there's not gonna be layoffs or cutbacks or like making some false promise saying like, hey, there's a lot unknown and I am gonna support you and champion you and, and bring visibility to your work and do everything that I can while you're here so that you can be successful. Absolutely. I mean, I would stay on a team where someone did that, right? Like I, I'm riding with you to the end of the yeah. earth. If you have that <laughs> conversation with me, I'm going nowhere, you know, and, yeah. and that's the difference. That is, there are people, we've all had them. We've all had leaders where we would do anything for them. They have to kick us off the boat physically. You mentioned Abby. She's one of those leaders for me where she has had to several times just, hey, it's time for you to go and spread your wings but I'm not leaving. And then we've all had those leaders where we're like, I cannot wait 
to move into a different direction because it's just not, I'm not growing. I'm not flourishing. I'm not being kind of the best person that I can be. So there's two very different ways to, to lead. And I think one comes from an amazing place of security of understanding what your role is, where you are as a leader and being really secure in that. And then I think the other comes from fear of your position and, and wanting to look good, I think puts you in this place where you act through fear versus act through really wanting to see people be great. And again, you nailed it. When when you really act in the nature of, of wanting people to be great around you, not only do they become great, obviously, it makes you look great and yeah. everyone gets lifted up. It's an amazing thing. Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, folks are worrying about, oh, I don't know if I'm micromanaging or too much in the weeds. It's like, that's how you make sure you're not, right? Because that is typically out of fear. Either you're getting pressure from your boss or stakeholders or clients or whatever. So you start kind of grasping for control. Well, that's actually a sign that you don't totally trust your team to be able to handle stuff. Oh, and by and, the way, they feel that. <laughs> and they feel it. Exactly. Exactly. And they know it and you know it and it's just uncomfortable for everyone and they're not empowered to make decisions and people feel like, well, what's the point? Fine, go ahead and do it. And I mean, I think like you say, the opposite now everyone can really step up everyone. And this is, it makes your job easier as the leader. And so it's like, there is no cost of, of doing that. And really like, you know, if there's if there's, if there's concern or risk associated, like with someone's ready to step into it, then give them coaching, set clear expectations. Like there's a lot you can do to create more support so that you can let someone have more autonomy. Absolutely. I talk a lot about building a championship caliber culture. You can't see it, but I have a giant helmet behind me, a big New York guy. So, but I talk about building this championship level level culture in your business, just like the Yankees. I know people are going to be mad about that, but I said it. Um, but it, you know, it really is. It's it's about understanding that, hey, everyone on the team has their role and I need them to just operate within, not only within their own bubble, but operate at their highest possible potential. That creates energy that can't be duplicated. If you have everyone in their role do, knowing exactly what they need to do and operating at their absolute peak, I don't need you to be, you know, I don't need everyone to be Michael Jordan, but I just need you to be the best version of you. And if everyone does their job, we're going to be good. We can get through any bit of weather. I say that as I have lightning in the background, but we can get through <laughs> any bit of weather if everyone is just kind of operating at their peak. So that's always been my mindset. Yeah. And I mean, I would say another, another framing of that is it's an ownership mindset, right? Like, hey, on a sports team, everyone is collectively has the same goal. They're all showing up at their best. They're not like, I'm just here to collect a paycheck. I don't really <laughs> care what the outcome of this thing is, right? And I think right now across both small businesses and teams in the corporate world or you know any other capacity, there's a lot of feeling of like, hey, some of us are bought in and some of us aren't really just here to collect the paycheck. And like, <laughs> how do we get everybody bought in? And my what I tell everyone all the time is you got to create that ownership mindset and the champion mindset as you describe it, that hey, what is each of our roles? Why are each of us critical in this picture to achieving this outcome that we want? And as a leader, really connecting the dots for people across, you know, what are our priorities? How do you fit into that thing? How do you personally fit into the mission of this company, the vision of, of the metrics that we're working towards? Because if I don't see that, if I think, well, like, well, the company has this goal, but like my role is kind of like, who cares? I'm going to treat it like that, right? <laughs> exactly. Well, it's so funny. And, you know, I love the, I love what you, where you're going with this. My So my youngest, my uh, eight-year-old just turned eight, plays football, and he had to learn a hard lesson. Like, hey, listen, on, on a team, you win together and you lose together. You guys are defending champions, but you're not playing it like it right now. So, you know, we had practice yesterday and they were acting up. And one kid in particular was being a little rambunctious. And guess what? Everybody ran. It, it, you guys win and lose together as a unit. And that is 
teaching them, I think, early on that responsibility is, hey, it's, it goes beyond me. It is I represent way more than just myself. It is me and this unit. Uh, it, we're in the business world. It's me and this organization. So that's what's going to create people to go above and beyond and do a little bit more. You know, they talk about they talk about I saw this cool story about um, these uh, horses. Forgive me. I don't remember the type of horses, but uh, they can pull a certain amount of uh, pounds by themselves. But when they're next to, you know, another one, they pull like one and a half times that amount of weight is because they are willing to go above and beyond for the one next to it. It's such an amazing story. And if we can bring that into our kind of our work lives, I think that's going to put us in a really strong place no matter what situation looks like. Right. Yeah, absolutely. So we talked a little about the champion mindset. Talk about the superhero mindset that you that you kind of empower in others. So you you nailed it. You so my favorite superhero is Spider Man. It's always been since I was a little kid. And you nailed the exact quote: <laughs> "With great power comes great responsibility." So that's one that is. It's really easy to digest. I think everyone can connect to that. It's not too crazy, but I think it's a really important thing to remember um, that. Hey, listen, you have this ability to affect the people around you, good, bad, or ugly. And sometimes if you're, uh, again, the best salesperson or if you're the best leader, uh, that creates ripple effects, whether they are ones that are intentional or ones that are unintentional. So being aware of that, I think is really important. And just like Spider-Man, you know, Spider-Man was shy, you know, nerdy. I don't know if I can say that, but nerdy kid, right? Sometimes picked on, right? Never, never really got his group, never really appreciated. But man, when he put on that mask, and he had the quips and he was super strong and he could do anything. That for me, uh, I have a great friend of mine that jokes that th those are my suits. I put on my suits and that's like putting on a mask and getting on stage and doing what I need to do. But always connecting back to just like Spider-Man, being that kid from really, really humble beginnings, uh, definitely lost a lot more than he won. I can relate to that, <laughs> definitely. And then went through, you know, when you look at Spider-Man, he went through incredibly tragic events. But the most important thing when he went through all those tragic events, he never let them define him. And that is something that I connect to greatly. I think we can all connect to. So long story to tell you, my superhero mindset is that you are not defined by your circumstances. You're not defined by the neighborhood you grew up in. You're not defined by your family dynamics. You're not defined by your economic status. You're not defined by the trauma or the drama, right? You're not defined by any of those things. You're defined by the choices you make every single day. You had an amazing TED Talk and you talked about, I think you said 35,000 choices we make every day. Yes. I fell off my chair when I heard that. And I said, 35,000 choices, 35,000 decisions. And I think you'd probably agree. I think they're all important. Some are small, some are big, right? But they're all important. And understanding that uh, I am defined by the choices that I make every single day. I'm not defined by where I came from, what I went through, who, you know, what I look like, none of that stuff. It's just the decisions that I make in the moment. And so that's why I really connect to that idea of with great power comes great responsibility. And also understanding that, you know, I'm in control of my destiny. And, and if I understand that, then I can write my own story, which I think so many of us don't do. We let other people write our story and we become side characters in our own story, which is never fun, right? Yeah, absolutely. And I think right now where so many people are feeling overwhelmed or stuck or you have to do more with less and there's kind of like all these all this uncertainty right now that it can feel like a lot's happening to us and it can feel like you know i have an episode i i did around like these situations as a manager or leader where you feel like unlucky right you had you know you lost a headcount or you can't hire that role you wanted or you hire someone and it didn't really work out that well and they're kind of like bringing the team down it feels like ah 
like it's so unlucky, but like you say, you know, there's there's choices you can make along the way to be to to deal with those things. And I think, you know, if you have a team member and they're struggling, like you can make a choice to say this person is a low performer or make a choice to coach them and to talk to them and to get to know them. So like there are I agree. I mean, there's there's so much that we can do to keep looking really expansively and saying, okay, like this isn't the thing I would have picked. You know, like I was teaching my four-year-old, like instead of just starting to cry anytime things don't go well, like I was like, say like, I don't love it, but it's okay. And I've been trying to however kind of try that out because there's there's a lot of stuff that we're not going to be excited about that's going to happen to us. You know, if you're a business owner, like it's all on you. That is a lot to be carrying. And, you know, if we're going to be rocked by everything that happens, it's going to be a lot harder. So I, I love the point so much. Well, you know, I say it all the time. And, you know, there, there are things that are going to happen to us every single day. Some are going to be good. Some are going to be bad. Sometimes it's going to feel like everything is bad, but I can't control that. You know, that is just, you know, it, ironically, as we're about to get downpour, it, it, I can't get mad at the weatherman for reporting the weather. So I can't get upset about the things that may or may not happen to me in the day. But what I can control, since I can't control those things, I can control how I react to those. So when something really bad happens, I can control how I respond to it. And I think that's, you know, speaks to that point of, hey, I have choices. I have a lot of choices. And one choice can make what that just happened way worse, or I can choose to move forward. And I think that's the way that we're going to get past a lot of these things that hold a lot of people back. Yeah, absolutely. Well, before we start to wrap up, I'd love to hear something you're working on that you're excited to share with our listeners. Oh, so many things. So many things excited to work on. As I have explored this idea of this superhero mindset and this idea that every single human walking the earth has their own unique superpowers, it's really just kind of taken over my life. Uh, and I'm really in love with this idea of the superhero mindset. So it's spread into a lot of things. Obviously, I come from the sales uh sales and uh, leadership roles and world. So we have the superhero selling, which is a, an amazing selling training platform, which really speaks to uh, the psychology, not just psychology of buyers, but psychology, psychology of salespeople. Uh, it really speaks to different personality types, because again, there are a lot of little quarries out there that don't necessarily fit that typical salesperson mold that have some greatness inside of them. So superhero selling has got me really excited to hopefully impact a lot of salespeople working on high five leadership, which is helping leaders become kind of their best versions of themselves authentically, as you mentioned before, and really putting them in the position to help build up people around them. Of course, we're working on uh, hero engineering. You can probably pick up a theme here, but uh, <laughs> working on hero yeah. engineering, which is more of a more of a life coaching betterment side of the business where we really tap into individuals and help them unlock those superpowers. And then, hey, this one's a really top secret. I can't really tell people about it yet. So it's just me and you, right? Yeah, just okay, me. Okay, perfect. Yeah. So uh, this is top secret. So we have a podcast coming up up and away podcast uh, so we're going to be able to talk to some really amazing people that have been successful in their worlds uh, we want to hear their stories what it took to get them there and and more importantly just like I avoid that in my training world I talk about the struggles I want to hear yeah. about the struggles and I want to hear you know what it took to get past the struggles and how you conquered those challenges so those are the cool stories that we love to hear right yes I love it so I will include links to that, but is is it your website folks can find it on or a series of links I'll throw in the show notes? <laughs> you can yeah. jump on to superheromindset.co. Everything is linked on there in a very comic book inspired, bright and colorful fashion. So you will not fall asleep on the webpage, but we talk about everything from, again, sales to leadership to personal betterment to all kinds of stuff just to make us just make us be the best possible humans we can be outside of just our roles. Love it. And also 
also plug to follow Corey on LinkedIn. He has tons of great content every single day. So definitely check him out there. And I'll put the link in the show notes too. Much appreciated. Anything you want to leave our listeners with before we wrap up? Oh, yeah, man. I appreciate number one, spending some time with you and chatting with you. I, I feel like we've connected from day one. So just getting a chance to chat with you some more and spend some time with the listeners is amazing. But speaking directly to the listeners, I, I just want to say really from the heart, if you are feeling or have felt, I think we've all been here before, but if you're feeling overlooked, underrated, underappreciated, unseen, unheard, I want you to know I see you, I hear you, I appreciate you. And more importantly, I believe in you, even if you don't. And I want to just say that, you know, every one of us has the potential to be the hero of our own story. And it's not about having those extraordinary powers. It's about tapping in to the extraordinary power and potential within ourselves. And if we can do that, we will live a very fulfilling and fruitful life. So I want to leave everyone that. Well, thank you so much. Thank you for such an awesome conversation and for being on the show. And I cannot wait to share this with our listeners. Thank you so much. That's all I have for today. Thank you so much for tuning in to the Managing Made Simple podcast, where my goal is to demystify the job of people management so that together we can make the workplace somewhere everyone can thrive. I always love to hear from you, so please reach out at leahgarvin.com or message me on LinkedIn. See you next time.